Welcome back to King Rose Court, episode 17, Inbound. And we're going back to another type of show, uh, just for a bit of variety. And we're going to be doing a... Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. We're going to be doing a, a, a back catalogue review of Megadeth. <laughs> and joining me tonight is one of my best friends, um, Dara from Horenda. How are you, brother? Carl, what what a great introduction! Um, I got a bit tongue twisted. Would you believe me? Well, look, I, I, man, I have to say, you know, it's uh, we're we're great that you're still around. That you had the the bit of a bit of a scare, and obviously, it's they can't kill you, man. They can't kill you. So oh, you can't kill what's you. already dead, you know. But <laughs> well, that's it, man. You know, and it's uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, the, I re I really liked the interview they did with the lads a couple of weeks ago. That was oh, uh, well, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I just, and, uh, I do have one correction to make, though. Oh. One correction to make. I have one correction. It's not from you. It's from what Keith said. That's okay. He says, because um, you're never wrong, obviously, except for <laughs> except for not liking Megadeth. That's, you know, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but no, he says that my favorite artist is Taylor Swift. That's not true. Copy, isn't it? Three. No, it's three. And it's for the same reason, actually. Right? So uh, she's up there, all right? She's tied. Um, Dave Mustaine and Tom DeLonge. Oh, really? Same okay. re- the reason is because innovation. They never do the same thing twice. They always change, and that's why they've been around for so long. Yeah. Anyone who can in- innovation is like the core of what you stand for as a creative. And um, you know, it's why I I admire all trade them for many different reasons. But um, invent yeah. and stay fresh, isn't that right? Well, look, it's that that's it. You know, and we'll, we'll get into that when we're talking about Megadeth because like Dave Mustaine is like the king of he's like the metal innovation leader you know yeah you know you compare him to uh, i'm not going to do it that much because i think it's lazy but compare him to metallica like you know some people i love metallica get me wrong but metallica have been a bad band yeah yeah but they've been a bad band longer than they've been a good band that's the joke that we have you know very true Uh, i don't get me wrong some of the like the hardware self-struct is class but like took nearly 20 years to get there you know but too little too late yeah absolutely so look we'll get into that we'll talk about it and um yeah man i'm excited for this Mm, yeah <laughs> well i'll put it this way i did me homework so he did he did he was like <laughs> you're texting me going hey look <laughs> what do i listen to you know? yeah and um, before we go on let us just touch on something very very cool and exciting that you have spearheaded yes and um we are basically you talk about it there and yeah, we we won't go into it too much because it's still no. early days. Um, but when it when it drops, it's going to be quick and fast. So I will, I will say that much. Um, so, you know, I had an idea um, going way back, and I started working on it as an Elvis album, and then it kind of became its own thing. And then I was, and then like um, born born in uh, Metal Ireland. Oh. Phil was like, "Oh, you know, I love Roadrunner United." I'm like, "So do I." And then I messaged him, and I, and then I was like, "Hey, let's make this happen." And then a couple of weeks went, a week or two went by, and I was like, "You know what?" I thought about it. I was like, "Right, if we were going to do this, how would we actually do this?" And then I wrote up a proposal, I posted it, and we got a huge response. And like, you know, pretty much anyone who's anybody is on it, you know, um, and it keeps growing. You know, as I said, I can't. We can't really say who's on it because it just oh. keeps going, you know. Um, but basically, the plan is to do between fifteen and twenty tracks, um, and it's it's made up with basically supergroups, so people from all over the bands, all all corners of Ireland. And um, already, man, as a fan of a lot of these guys and girls, I'm just like, whoa, this is going to be unreal. Even the songs that they're trying to pick, like the genres, yeah. it's like, whoa, this is unreal. Of course, I would, I would be privy to what's going on, of course, and yeah, uh, sure. it's very exciting, I yeah, have to look, say. You know, it, it, either way, it's going to work. I don't know how many tracks are going to be on it, but we've confirmed the bunch, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone's really excited. And, you know, at this early stage, it's great to see that even after the year that we had, 
where our scene pretty much died in front of us. Yeah. Um, everyone just is like, right, we're going to bring this back. And, you know, it's also for charity as well, which we'll confirm when that's confirmed. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, it's going to be cool. And, know. you know, what I'd say is just keep an eye on, obviously, the social medias for pretty much every band in Ireland <laughs> because much. they're all going to be, yeah, because they're pretty much going to be announcing it. And um, yeah, so, and obviously uh, when it's all ready, ready and done, uh, we'll come on here and talk about it more. Absolutely. We'll do a, we'll have a few of the team leaders on it. That's a great idea. It's great. um, it's the perfect time for something like this to come out and, as you say, kind of, you know, rebirth our scene, resurrect our scene. Well, look, it 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 turns it turns the engines back on because I know in Aranda, like we we had a pretty good 2020, all things considered, mm. you know, with the album, the video, and that kind of stuff. But a lot of that was already in the chamber. Now, when we're kind of turning the engines back on and build, we're actually building out like our own recording space. Um, and that's what that's how I got the idea. I'm like, if I'm doing this, I guarantee you other bands are doing this. There's no way I'm the only one who's doing this. And sure enough, that's what everyone's been doing for the past year. And that's why it's a perfect time. Yeah. But I was like, right, let's get back into the writing mode, you know, and, you know, the taps back on with Horanda. It's back on with Aborted Earth. Um, actually, I was literally working on Aborted Earth tracks today because um, we have three things coming out soon which is going to be fun three. and that's yeah and that's why my aborted air guitar is there um but yeah man so yeah like it's ridiculous like shannon does not stop working <laughs> so it's just like you know and I, I i'm kind of the same i'm like all right you know but if we don't if we need to kind of control ourselves and having a bigger project like this as well it's like okay this makes us stop writing everything yeah. let's see what let's try to help everybody else kind of get their stuff out or else we just keep making albums it's gonna be awesome but uh, can't wait, man. Can't wait. Le, le, yeah, watch this space, and I'll of course be updating people when I have information and whatnot. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. So, look, if you're look beforehand, if you're a fan of any band in Ireland, you're gonna like this. If you're a fan of any, if you're a musician and you're interested in this, you're gonna like it. So. I'm excited as both a musician and a fan of yeah, these same. bands. I'm like, well, let's really see what happens here, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's move on to their task at hand tonight, which yeah. uh, which I'm, I'm doing this for you, by the way, because you know I don't like Megadeth. You asked me, though. You asked me. You did say to me, do you want to talk about Megadeth? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. So. Yeah, for you, see? But I do the, appreciate it. I do the, appreciate ga- the gasping is a lot of people who know me know I'm not a big Megadeth fan whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong. Right. I appreciate Mustaine as a musician. He's a badass guitarist. It's the vocals, isn't it? Oh, good lord! Yeah, it was some well, of those albums were, were tough to you listen to. But what I will say is, right, like that is probably the hardest thing. But he wasn't supposed to be the vocalist. No, he just he just ended up doing vocals, and he just stuck. Now they did get better at certain points of time, and I will say, like the the non trashy stuff. Yeah, like uh, Cryptic Writings is probably like one of the best albums. I was really surprised with that actually. Yeah, and it's just like wow, it's such a like, and we'll we get into that when we mm. do kind of. I think chronologically is the best way. That's the but way. I, Crypt- yeah, that's the way I yeah. want to do it. And I, I, the way I did the other two, two with, with Metallica and I Maiden, I gave them a little rate now a ten as well. So, and that's you're right. you're you're the fan, so right. you can agree or disagree with what, what, what I do. All right. Okay. Well, I I had a look here at Metal Hammer's ranking, so I think it's probably going to be very similar. But you know, we'll have a look. We'll see. Right. So we'll start off. Well, of course, they they were they started off in '83 in Los Angeles. Yeah. And uh, they have 15 studio albums, I believe. I have a little iPad here, so I'm looking at me stuff as I'm talking. Yeah. So (laughs) I think the debut album was "Killing Is My Business" and "Business Is Good." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to that pull was, up a track list there as well. Yeah, so that was 1985. So what I want to do is just quickly run through each album. Yeah, I say quickly. We, we could do a deep dive on these kind of things anytime. But yeah, let, let, let's yeah, let's let's keep it like concise because each yeah. of these albums could be a show in themselves, you know? Exactly. And don't get me wrong, I do I do uh, acknowledge the importance of this band in metal. I really mm. do. So it's just. Uh, Generally, now I have to get. Don't get me wrong. When I when I like a Megadeth song, I fucking love it. Yeah. Know? And again, we'll get into the songs. But starting yeah. off with the force, like the killing is my business. I thought that's a great little, a little. Uh, thing. Yeah, it it's weird. Like the the first the first <laughs> album, um, 
a lot of it sounds very familiar because well Megadeth's first album is Metallica's first album Basically. they've wrote wrote the whole thing and then he wrote some of the best in the the follow-up but I don't know I think it's it's very unfocused um like it's a great album but it's they're not there yet you know no, they haven't you can really see that yeah it's yeah, they haven't really figured out what they want to do it's still mm. it feels still feels very Metallica-ish um... but it has some killer tracks on it like the, the ones uh, I the ones I, I picked out were uh the killing is my business uh chosen ones. Yeah, that's great. That's actually my favorite track on the whole album. Yeah, looking down the cross. Yeah, great track. Mechanics, of course. See, I hate mechanics. That's no, the thing. I love it. I, no, see, I don't like I don't like the Metallica song for Horseman anyway. Oh, do you so, not? Like, yeah, I just it's the one track on um on Kill 'em All, which I'm like not that and Motor Breath. I like I hate both those tracks. I'm like, no, anyway. <laughs> Uh, I just yeah. I don't know why I just I just don't like them but um yeah no it's it's fair I do like the cover of uh, these boots as well I just, yeah like, that was interesting yeah yeah it was good now here um, before we go any further right go on. one thing I want to say about all these we call them legacy bands or iconic bands right they always people always hark back to their earlier stuff mm. which I can find I find that very unfair in these bands again it's just my opinion no I I think it I think I disagree I think it's very fair with Metallica because as I said Metallica have been a bad band longer than they've been mm. a good band that's not their fault no. Saint Anger is a great album they just should have There's produced a, it better and that just, was it I love called it by someone by renaming the band but, yeah. this is it right and this was another thing that I wanted to get into right produce it in a different way or do side projects it's why yeah. as myself you know making music I'm like side projects are great yeah, they get are all great. that sh- get all that shit out somewhere else and then come back with your focus band. And that's yeah. why I'm like, man, side projects are the best thing you can have because one, it gets all that weird shit out it, um, and then it comes back focused. So it, this doesn't happen. I yeah. think growing up as a metalhead, I'm like, right, in my bands, what do I do? Side projects are a must. Because <laughs> you can see Metallica, no side projects, go down a cliff. Megadeth, yeah. loads of side projects, fine. You know, it's mm. just like, but even still, you get a bit ropey. Like, um, there's a couple of even to saying that when Megadeth becomes Mega Dave, probably should have just called it something else. Yeah. But then yeah. when it comes back, like Dystopia is incredible, yeah. and that's probably one of the best Megadeth albums that exists, and that's brand new. That's the latest album, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's so good. So listen. Anyway. Um. Anyway, we're killing is my business. I found it was an all right album, and I just I gave a five out of ten. You know that was. I look in in hindsight, yeah, it's five out of ten at the time, revolutionary. Mm. So it, I think it is kind of worth mentioning. This came out before, um, you know, they all kind of hit their stride. You know, like it was 84, 85, 85 and like it's it like wouldn't Slayer, be a, it's like Slayer with Sean exactly, but exactly. I, I mean, there's more. Um, of course, I'm a Slayer fan, but mm. to me, I wouldn't go back and listen to Sean Mercy very often. But there's yeah. people who live and die by Sean O'Mercy. And that's it. And I'm sure some people love this album too. Like, I really like School Beneath the Skin as well for the lore nature of yeah. it. I just think um, they're not there yet, but you're definitely listening to them. And you're like, well, okay, this is this is a strong contender to, you know, one of the big four, which yeah. is why they are, you know. Um, I think Testament should have been in the big four. I, I like Testament. I like Exodus too, but they're in the same like these. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I love Anthrax. Right, Anthrax are a great band. Mm. They don't really deserve to be in the big four. No, because they're in the same spot as Testament and Exodus. Right, but yeah. you had to just kind of have them in. I think first in best dressed. Right, so yeah. that's why. But again, some people are like, "Oh my God, how dare you say this?" Yeah. You know, the black metal are coming here and. But it's our, it's here. Look, it's our show. We say we want. Well, look, here's the thing. I grew up as a tr- as a trasher. I was in loads of trash bands. It's why yeah. I don't do it anymore because I got it out of my system. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> there's loads of them. There's loads of them anyway. So, and there's better, there's better ones than what anything I could do anyway. Like, Animator. Animator are like modern Megadeth yeah. for me, which is yeah. why I'm a huge fan of uh, Animator. You know, I absolutely love them. Absolutely. Uh, right. So, the second album, Peace Sales, but who's playing? 1986. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, it's one of those albums where it's the first introduction to Megadeth, right? It has Peace Out to Who's Buying, which is a great song. I actually listened to it yesterday for the first time in a while. Um, 
um, Devil's Island is great as well, and Wake Up Dead all kinds of. For yeah. me though, it's not. It's not. It's the album I listen to least from Megadeth. Really? Yeah, which is surprising for a lot for, for a lot of reasons. But I personally think their next one is where I'm like, right here we go. We actually have proper Megadeth now. But um, look, it's good, and I'd say if you haven't listened to it, it's one of the albums that you yeah. totally have to. Well, I mean, um, of course, like the the, the the title track is is an iconic song. It oh, really absolutely. Is. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, as a sixteen year old kid, I remember like playing it in like a school band and stuff like that. So, Fairly. you know, it's 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 what you do, right? It's one of those where you pick up and you they're your entry level entry level bands for a reason, right? Mm. But, um, it, what I would say is. Unless you unless you're really digging into it, it doesn't stand up as well as some of the other ones because it's very much peace sales but who, who's buying wake up dead devil's island and that's kind yeah. of it even though it shouldn't be but I, mean, um, I like the conjuring as well I like that song as well the conjuring is good but Dave doesn't play anymore so you never hear it yeah and as well as that you gotta remember like these albums are coming out at the same times as iconic what albums by other bands this was '86 this was when rain and blood came out and master puppets. Absolutely. So, so look, you know, that's tough I, going. It's 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 the weakest of those those three albums as well, yeah. but not because it's a bad album. No, just because I don't think Megadeth have got there yet. Yeah. So and and you'll see that in my rating, it's six out of ten. So it's creeping up. Fair. Look, I I would say it's a five, five, right. six. Okay. You well, know, I mean, like, there's more on that that I would listen to than the fourth album. Do you know what I mean? Fair. Um, Absolutely. Definitely better production anyway. Oh, sure. yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. I mean, there's... I noticed that there's a lot of inconsistency with the production of each album. Here's the thing, though, right? It's like the remasters, the remix and remasters came out in 2004. Now, I was in transition year then. So, I bought them all, right? Uh-huh. And that's how I got them all. I would just sit there and um, I'd have, a, you know, the CD player mm. and you put it in your, your jacket for school yeah. or whatever. And literally, you would just pick, right? I can pick two albums to go for. So, it would usually be... The Cure, Megadeth, or um, a Children About Them album, and that would, and I just rotate those. Um, so that, that's that's what you used to have to do. And this is why people who like tapes, I'm like, you don't know the struggle, yeah, of what it was like before Spotify. You know? <laughs> Spotify, uh, uh, right? So the third album so far, so good. So what? And another incredible, another um, iconic year for like big bands. This is, but this is where they really start hitting it, man. This, this yeah. is like, this is the one I go to a lot. I fucking love this album. Dude. What did I pick on this? I picked uh, into the into the lungs of hell. Yep. And Excellent. Mary Jane, of course, in my darkest hour, and hook and yeah. mouth. Yeah. Oh no, like set the world of fire as well, because that's where Megadeth got their got their name. Originally, that was called Megadeth. Right. Um, but set the world of fire is great. It's just a really, really good trash. Proper, you know archetypical trash number yeah. killer solo um the bass on this album is phenomenal too the songwriting is great like dave's songwriting is superior to pretty much anyone else's in 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 trash in general i hate pizza trash hate it is that like uh pizza 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 beer 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 it's yeah, like you yeah. are following the genre that's supposed to be about something yeah and that's why with a uh, animator you know their stuff is very Megadeth. I remember we were playing with them a couple of years ago and I was hanging out with uh, the singer backstage and we're like, hey man, you know, we just started talking about Megadeth for like two hours. And I was like, oh, no wonder. Like you guys are just, you know, you love Megadeth. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. And I think this is where it starts. You know, like um, Megadeth, we're always about politics. Yeah. Always. And like Megadeth are the reason that my worldview is the way it is. I fully think that. Okay. Um, and it's just like, they were the band that were like, right, the world is not great. Why is it not great? Well, because of these, you know, these horrible things that happen in the world. And we're going to talk about them. Like, you know, uh, Hook and Mouth talks about political corruption, talks yeah. about, uh, you know, control groups. All because this great video all about like, uh, you know, shot up to different things where it's like Waco and Twin Towers and all that kind of stuff. It's all, it's all on YouTube. Well, YouTube censoring stuff now, but you can still find it. And it works perfect. You know, it's Dave really was thinking way more than just, we're going to write stuff that sounds cool. We're actually going to send some kind of message. message. And this is where it really starts going into. It. And I think that's where Megadeth like is better. Like musically and technically, 
Dave is one of the best guitar players ever. And yeah. also Marty Freeman when he joins the band, it's like, oh, Marty Freeman? Yeah, right, man. Absolutely. I'm just, you know, I shouldn't even own a guitar, but Marty Freeman, like, <laughs> bang one, right? But, um, you know, Jeff Young, I think, was the guitar player in this, and he was killing it too. But yeah, this is where you start seeing it. And Set the World of Fire and Hook and Mill are definitely like the start of that. Yeah. So uh, for this, again, and as I say, you, you, they're progressing with each album. And again, I'm not a Megadeth fan. So you've got to, I'm looking at it from a different perspective than, say, you would, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that album for me was 7 out of 10. It was a, it was a Same. very good strong, album, I'd say. Strong 7 out of 10, yeah. But like, here is, sorry for cutting off you there. I was going to, you were going to say something to me there. Go on. No, go on. Go on, go on. The next album. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever made by humans. No, it's one that is. It's a very, very good. No, no, greatest thing ever made by humans. I'm not <laughs> budging on this. I'm not budging on this. Like, for me, this is why, like, with trash in general, I'm like, okay, it's not rust in peace. You know, it's like, it's you can't beat it, right? It's just, you can't. It's just so good. Uh, and that's why I'm. And I, and I know and I know some. It's no shade as well to to, to the lads who play trash, right? I do respect it, but I'm like, <laughs> it. Look at it. You know, it's it's just like it, you know what it is. It's like you know the Sistine. There's a the Sistine Chapel, and it was painted by Michelangelo, right? And Raphael would go in and look at it and just be like, I can't do that. So they'd always kind of like. And literally, there's a book about it. It's called The Pope Ceiling. It's pretty good. But um, that's the way I kind of see it. I'm like. Well, you know, and like a lot of the bands do kind of get close to particular again, like even in the Irish scene as well. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm like, holy crap. Like, actually, funny story with the Snowblind lads, they do a hell of a cover of, uh, I think it's F- Five Magics or Poison yeah. is the Cure. I can't remember which one. I think they do Five but Magics. It's a Five Magics, yeah. And every time it's just like, oh man, that's a killer cover, you know? Mm. And then you just remember how, why everyone loves it. You know, if, if you play this kind of music, if you've been in those kind of bands, mega, like this album is just yeah. like, this is, break, this is their album. This is their album. No, this is the album <laughs> for Trashman. I know you love Slayer. Look, I play in a Slayer cover band, which I know this, right? <laughs> well, it's like, this is, this for me, this is what Trash is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, fundamentally, this is like, it's it's on musically phenomenally, technically proficient, lyrics being great. Vocals could be better. I will give you that, but that's Mustaine. He does what he can. They were strung out on heroin doing this as well, which is even more incredible. Well, that's, um, that's that's okay then, you know. It's unbelievable, right? <laughs> but um, when you watch the make, when you listen to them talking about, it, they're like, yeah, we go do a bunch of heroin and then come back in and then track, and you're like, how, how did you do that? Like, it's, <laughs> you know. But like for me, man, like I would. Uh, when I, because I, I was consider myself a bass player more than a guitarist, right? I'm guitar by necessity, right? Um, but growing up, I would literally come home, play Master of Puppets from memory, play this from memory, and that's what I do. That would be my practice. Mm. Just you know, 16, 17, 18, banging through these albums. So like, well, it is. Great. This I is look, the album that I. This is the album I like of Megadeth. Tornado, but look, there's, there's not a bad track on it. The no. worst track on it is Doom Patrol, not because it's a bad track, but because it's not the rest of them. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Tornado of Souls is just the solo in it. Yeah. It 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 physically moves you emotionally. Yeah. And I know some people are like, "What are you talking about?" Music is supposed to have that emotion, exactly. And that power, and it's just whatever Marty, even the guys who play it now. It's still not Marty Free. Whatever he does, it's just like, oh my god, that's just yeah. Certain guitarists god. have their have their thing. No, it's it's God true music, right? That's you know, it's what they used to say about classical stuff, where like they'd be inspired by the divine, and you're like, oh my god, like listen to it, like it's <laughs> it's unbelievable, and that's why you know if Megadeth had to stop there, it would have been fine, but they didn't, and they wanted to innovate, and after this, they start going towards a more, a more commercial sound, mm. and it's because it's like. I think they knew we have made the best trash album. So let's do something else. We could talk all night about this, you and me. I mean, what's the best trash album of all time? And don't, well, say, it. don't say it. It's not. I'm just I'm just saying, all I'm just saying is from someone who like has read Dave's book and kind of tries to understand how his mind works, don't don't claim to do it. But if, you know, I think he, you know, it would be the case where look, you know, we've we, we kind of want to see where we can go elsewhere. And they've come back to it to kind of prove, hey, look, we can still do it, but we want to yeah. do something else. And I definitely think after this, they're like, well, let's do something else. You yeah. know, and I, uh, to be fair, the follow-up for what it is, I really like too. So do I. Well, we'll move on then. Um, so anyway, for just for reference, 9 out of 10, I gave Rust and Peace. 
27 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Thank no, you. It has, it has no rating. It has no rating. It just can't. And yeah, well, well just, that's what I gave it, okay? And I think no, that's fair. And, and I think pretty that's good rating. I, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. <laughs> right, uh, moving on to Countdown to Extinction in 92. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I remember uh, this album when it came out. I really enjoyed this album, I have to say. I was four, so I do not. <laughs> I, do I not. was a little bit older than four. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, all I'm going to say. I, I don't remember it. But as oh, I said, yeah. you know, dude, it was one that I would um, listen to a lot. You know, and it, it is one that had like, again, Rust in Peace didn't have an impact in my worldview because I'm, you're just sitting there going, oh my God, this is just spectacular. Absolutely amazing. Um, this one is like, well, it makes you really think about things. Yeah, you know, Symphony of Destruction more relevant than ever, right? With former well, Vice that's President right. Biden, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, with, with people who run our government, right? Some of his Ar- lyrics, as you say, they're more apt now than what yeah. they were back then, even. Architecture of aggression, literally, what's going on around the world, man. Yeah, you know, um, Countdown to Extinction, still relevant, but like. It's funny. Uh, Sweat and Bullets is still fun too, but it still kind of has the, you know, the, well, it's like the black tooth grin, you know, the, the drink that Dimebag used to drink. Oh. No, but Dimebag used to have a drink called black tooth, black tooth grin, grin. yeah. And it's from this, you know, so it's like, wow, the impact that even had in yeah. their scene is just like, woo, this is, this is crazy. <laughs> I, but, gave um, the, I gave this album just before you go on. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I think that's a strong, a strong rate. I give it a 9, right? Because the reason why is like, the bass in this is phenomenal, right? And um, the, the actual songwriting and construction of this mm. is beyond less play. Like Dave even says, you know, a lot of people, a lot of guys want to play fast and sing like Devils, Demons. I don't want to. Which again, I don't do that either because there's no point. Yeah. But, you know, you try to write stuff that has structure. I'm not saying that I'm anywhere near Dave and I'm not. <laughs> but, you know, I, I still kind of, that always kind of hits with me. I'm like, right, let's try to write something or kind of invoke something that's cool, you know? And he does this through his political, um, like you can look with Herendi, you can always tell who writes what, yes. right? If it's political or Celtic, it's gonna be me. If it's not, it's Aaron, right? Uh-huh. Uh, AE, I love playing with AE for the same reason. I like playing with Axial Symmetry. It's the same kind of thing. And I think like this, it's it's why, right? Because we're kind of getting into the the mud of this um, these topics, which. Megadeth are just fly when they do it, you know. Like, <laughs> and, and even when they're not heavy songs, like Foreclosure of a Dream is I love not that a heavy song. I like that. Song. I love it too. It's so melodic. It's great, but it just it hits all these great points where you're like, okay, it's heavy when it needs to be. It's melodic. The lyrics are like unbelievable, and it's just a really good, well constructed song. You yeah, know, it is. Moving on, um, we're gonna go to euthanasia in ninety. I really don't want to. I really don't want to move on because I love countdown to extinction. But yeah, we well, have we to. Do. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, See, a lot of them. They do, <laughs> they do. Euthanasia. Okay, right. Uh, when I was thirteen, I was handed a rake of CDs by my friends. All my friends, older brother's friend, and going, "Here you go. Here's loads of CDs," and they were like, "Euthanasia, uh, Rain and Blood, uh, Murder Dolls album." Um, Static X, loads of stuff, right? Pretty much any music I like. You I was know, just gonna say a lot of stuff that you would like now. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that's kind of shaped you. And it goes all the way back, right? And Euthanasia was one of them. Now, is it my favorite album? No, not at all. However, has some really, really good tracks. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it, I think it's one you kind of you can kind of go back to a lot, but it's not one I'd be like here start with. But I think it introduces a different Megadeth like the Megadeth that was in Peace Sells but who's buying is not the Megadeth of Euthanasia yeah yeah and I really feel it and it's not because they stopped being that band it's just because they're not that band they've they've moved on and they've they've expanded out beyond what these guardrails are and yeah that's cool you know but again when this was hand to me it's like this is the last grey uh sorry this is the best example of um commercial trash I enjoyed the album, but seven out of ten is probably too yeah. low in your mind. No, I, I would say seven out of ten, just because I think with a bit more of, um, like a lot of these tracks could have gone on the next one, and I think it would have been stronger for it. Yeah. Or you know, but like uh, when this was handed to me as a kid, you know, uh, the guy who I got to see these offers like, look, this is the best example of commercial trash, which. It's still a weird statement to hear, and I know yeah. a lot of people listen to be like, "This isn't trash." Mm-hmm. Like, I agree, it's not, but 
it, it does kind of have no but you can you can you can hear it from you know you can tell that it's born from trash yeah it's like it's yeah. like again and I, I just keep bringing them up it's like slayer albums that aren't necessarily trash you can hear elements of trash in the way that they the, uh, present themselves you know? the main thing about slayer is and the reason why slayer are what they are they never kind of really shied away from what they were they had no. their formula and ran with it and that's yeah. That in itself is admirable. Um, you know, Megadeth wanted to kind of push the boundaries out from that. Metallica mm. forgot who they were. Yeah. And, and Anthrax were just kind of just there as well, just having a laugh. Um, but yeah, man, like, that's it exactly. And I would say, look, if you haven't listened to it, you know, you've heard Train of Consequences. You've heard yeah. Tulemond. So, you know. Tulemond is a brilliant song. I love that Absolutely. song. Oh. It is absolutely, uh, and this is the, the album that, as I was saying to you last night, that, this really surprised me. Cryptic Writings in '98, phenomenal. I, I gave it eight and a half out of ten, believe it or not. Same, yeah, I, I'd give it if not a nine. It's just like, again, yeah. this is just Dave writing songs, yeah. And like, like, you know, I think it's 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 one of the things that I, I I'm lucky to do is write songs. I think that's lucky, you know, to be able to sit down and write music is is a real, a real, um. A, a real kind of treat right because not everyone okay. can do it or not everyone can, can you know wants to do it or thinks they can do it you can right if you just try you know you'd be grand <laughs> give it a go but like you know and I, I just kind of respect it you know more and more as you kind of see them put together like almost like and they're not again they're, they don't have to be heavy songs they're just you know little belters right so yeah. like trust is phenomenal almost honest use the man all get even sin a secret place even she actually, she wolf live has a class little solo uh, bridge in it. It's deadly. I actually um, put all those songs down. <laughs> yeah, man. But see, here's the thing: they also have a real. Again, like when I was listening to these as well, I wasn't necessarily checking out the guitar playing. Mm. I was listening to the songwriting and the bass playing. Yeah. And like again, I'd bang this on and be like, "Right, let's steal from Dave Elson." Yeah. So like, th- these are all songs you can dance to because the bass is so cool. You can have a bop too. Absolutely proper bops, like. Shout so, out to uh, Keith there. Well, you know, there's a reason why horrendous songs are boppy, right? Because they're all written with the bass of mine, exactly. Um, and yeah, look, I say if you're if you like the kind of more kind of songwriting, I don't want to use pop because it's, it's not pop; it's like pop. really hard rock. Um, this was actually if you like metal in general, like Cryptic Writings is one that you guys should definitely check out. So, if not for Almost Honest, which is just probably one of the most underrated songs of all time. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Um, so from that high. We're going to a very big low, I think. Here's the reason. Dave actually said, I I, I pretty much, I know the, the Megadeth behind the music DVD pretty much from memory. I've seen it about 60 times. Again, I was 16. The internet wasn't like super, super fast then. And I really like Megadeth. So I was like, let's just watch this DVD over and over again. There was no YouTube, right? So <laughs> um, I, the reason why he explains it, he's like, um, yeah, because we tried to go towards a more mainstream sound and we thought that worked and then we said right let's go more mainstream didn't work and yeah risk is definitely the low point of megadeth but yeah. i will say breadline is a great song in general i like crush, Dark- crush him we liked i like the baseline and crush him i also mm-hmm. it was a wcw song as well if you you know if you remember back in the day um but also like enter the arena is cool as like an, a lead-in oh, i yeah. just I think it was just it was just an album that crush, crush. It didn't need to be made. That was the thing. I I, I think this was I think this was just a case of like, right? We could contractual obligations. Yeah, well, that's what it feels like. And this would be the last Marty Freeman album, which is sucks oh, yeah. so bad as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, definitely. I give, I, I give it three out of ten. I would say yeah, same. It, it's an album that didn't need to be made, and if you never listen to anything from it, you wouldn't really miss anything. Yeah. Now I have to be honest with you, Dara. I kind of went on autopilot for the next from that album for about three albums. I have to say, right? Uh, okay, I wasn't overly impressed. They were bo- for boring to me for the most part. You know, the next the one was needs- needs a, yeah, the world needs a hero. I gave it five out of ten. Uh, yeah, this is this is when I start becoming Megadev. Um. I think it has like Return to Hangers is a fun song because it's like, yeah I like that I like that yeah, yeah. it's a Rust in Peace callback like sequel and that's cool I've never yeah. seen that before um, the world the 
I really like A Thousand Times Goodbye. I think that's probably the best song in the whole thing. I have that. But like, that's about it. But I think like, they're really good. But again, like, it didn't really need to be an album. You know, I think this was was quite long, isn't it? Well, look, you know, I think this was this was just a case of they were touring and they were touring. They were doing the Rude Awakening tour. It's like, let's just do an album, you know, and I think, you know, this is where it should have probably went off and been a side project around in between that period. They did M- they did the original MD 45 in 1996. Yeah. And then they lost everything. So maybe that threw them off doing side projects. Mm. But um, yeah, man, like. I would say on Spotify, if you, you've listened to a thousand times goodbye and uh, return yeah. hanger and you're fine. Excellent. You're fine. That's all you need on that uh, album. Yeah. Yeah. The system has failed 2004. Again, so, five out of 10 I gave <laughs> So this has emotional uh, uh, impact to me. I was in transition year as well. Okay. Or fifth year. I know I, I was a kid anyway, uh, four, what, 15, 16. And this came out, and I was like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. However, also, it's the first time I saw Megadeth. I saw Megadeth in 2005 in, in Orlando as well, with Fear Factory and stuff. It was, it was awesome. But So th- I have this album signed when I met Meg- uh, met Dave and the lads at the time. So this does have a lot of really good memories for me, mm. but I will concede that there are so- some really good tracks on it, but then it just kind of tapers off near the end. Yeah. Blackmail the Universe, uh, Die Dead Enough, Kick the Chair. Uh, back in the day, something that I'm not. Um, even Scorpion's good too. And then that's kind of it. Of Mice and Men is a really like, good track because it kind mm. of talks about his time in uh, Meg- uh, Metallica and stuff like that. It, it, actually, this is the most sassy Dave album of the whole yeah. lot. He talks about Metallica a lot. You're like, wow, you're really sassy. Um, and it's just like, you know, Angry Dave is the best Dave, but mm-hmm. I think, like, in, in hindsight, it was like, right, it was just you. There was no Chris Poland came back though, the original guitar player, so right. that was good. Was but, that just um, for one album? Was that a one album deal? Was it? Yeah, he did all the solos on this, but I have to say, like, I know Jack is class. Um, yeah. the actual solo, but here's the thing this is incredibly political, too. Like, this one, you want to talk about shaping a worldview? This did it for me completely. Really? Like, this was around the time of the Iraq war, the first Iraq war. You know, I read a bunch of Noam Chomsky. I read like, you know, the Michael Moore stuff. And then, you know, I, I kind of looked into it more and start going, you know, more towards the libertarian view, which is where I, which is where I, I never left. Yeah. But it's literally because where this album, where I'm like, whoa, man, war's bad. <laughs> war's really bad. Look how corrupt everything is. This is horrible. <laughs> and then as a 16 year old kid, you're like, not super fun, but you're like, it is what it is. That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. So, you know, it abominations, and then yeah. next was Endgame in 2009. Before United Abominations, United Abominations is class, um, really overlooked. Sleepwalker, Washington is next. By the way, the most prophetic song you could properly see is Washington is next, like mm-hmm. whoa, proper new world order kind of stuff, right? Um, did I really say creepy. United Abominations? Did I? United Abominations we skipped, so we're on that. Sorry, now. my apologies. Sorry, um, so United Abominations is like. A return to form i remember like 2007 this came out and like yeah man uh a lot of people didn't like the system has failed because it kind of tapered off and even though there was like mm. lots of two tracks on um this was more kind of like whoa all right we're back here and dave's really hitting these issues now again um and it's more topical as we kind of move on right yeah. with this kind of stuff things he brings up you're like whoa this is spooky you know um blessed are the dead is a really good track i think that's a fun little bop too Mm. Um, this uh, finish your point in a second, but I, I didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit me. This album. That's fair. No, and I, I look, it's a product of its time, and it's building towards what the next album is, which is kind of like again. I think Dave's stuff, the albums are like demos of ideas of what he has, and then they kind of uh, come together to form these grand pillars of works but like look what i'd say is like remember dave forgot to play guitar like couldn't play guitar because of a saturday night syndrome and he remixed all the albums in 2004 so like system has failed was kind of like him coming back um this album united abominations was i'm really kind of clicking back in yeah i i think that he spent some time with it that album you have to spend some time with it, i think and i will um, be i will be re-listening to all these in yeah. more detail in more depth so it's not like it's just a one and done thing i'm not just gonna do it and then but what i but carol what i'd say is right like 
they all kind of build towards Dave's view of the modern world. Mm. And it's like that one's still going through the, the military industrial complex and America's interaction with what was happening in the, the mid 2000s. Um, but Endgame is where it's like, and I'd say, look, I'd give that a strong 7 out of 10, 8 out of yeah. 10, if not. I gave, but, I gave Endgame 8 out of 10. Yeah, Endgame, Endgame gets, a, a, gets a 9, if not an 8. Um, because it's just like, man, it's look at the world we're in, dude. Mm. It's all there. Like, it's just like, wow. You know, and that's what I need to do. Very... I need to, I need to, I mean, I'll focus on the lyrical content next listen round, if you get me. Yeah. And you I think know. that's it. Like, Megadeth, Megadeth not only has, like, it, the hardest part, I think, is the vocals for a lot of people. And particularly you as a vocalist, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. But that, but that's not it. It's more like the instrumentation, the, the musicality of it, and then the lyrical content. Like, yeah. the stuff Dave talks about on in these albums is just scary. It's like, whoa, you yeah. know? Um, but definitely, like, if you haven't listened to Endgame, listen to the whole thing. Um, you know. I was really high. I, I enjoyed this album, now I have to say. It's super good. It's super good. Uh, moving quickly along, we went on to 13. Um, yeah, 13 is good. I give it 6 out of 10. Yeah, it's like, look, it's. I remember uh, when it came out, me and a friend of mine were, like, super into it. And um, it's when I started, like, kind of getting back into writing music. So we just did a bunch of demos and stuff like that. Um, kind of just based on this kind of stuff, so it does kind of have some fun memories. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's okay. Like I, I like, I like, I, I really like Black Swan. But that was written like in 2007, so that's okay. an old song that they brought awesome. back. Um, Thirteen's good. Deadly. I actually really like Deadly Night Shade. But so do I actually. Yeah, it's it's cool, you know. But it's like it's not one that I'd be like, oh, you got to listen to this. It's just it is good. It, it has some bops. Yeah, it's um, it wasn't like that again. It wasn't a shit album. It was no. six out of ten for me. Um, Next yeah. album is a shit album. <laughs> yes, Super Collider, twenty thirteen. Yeah, I yeah. gave a four out of ten. I I actually think I reviewed this for Planet Mosh back in the really? day. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I think I gave it a four out of ten then, and it hasn't changed. Cold Sweat, the Tin Lizzy covers could, and Kim yeah. Maker has bit, but that's about it. There's. I don't know. I didn't. I did not like. I. I. I don't like this album. Yeah, I just. I, really I kind of. I put Bill for War down. Just, just kind of something. You know? It's worse than Risk. It's worse than Risk. Yeah. Doesn't try, uh, try anything. It doesn't have even any good solos or anything. It's no, just, and that's for for a Mustang album. That's lazy. Yeah. Because he. I mean, he could. He could fart out amazing solos. Yeah, I just. I think they were touring or something. It's like. Sounds whatever. like another contractual obligation. That's it, man. You know, and that that's something <laughs> that like I suppose we don't think about. No. We're like, oh yeah, we put albums we want to, you know. Yeah. It's like no, when it's your job or something like that, you kind of have to, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna finish up with Dystopia in 2016. Phenomenal. Well, now, you know, I, get, I remember Tom I gave it a seven. I, well, okay, Tom Island's gonna jump <laughs> through the phone or jump through the computer. Because <laughs> he loves this album, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, we, we talk about this a lot. Um and I think it's great. Like, look, it's not as good as some of the other stuff. I, I prefer Endgame to it, but right. getting back to trash basics, it's really good. Like, I think, yeah. you know, it's a fatal illusion is class. Dystopia is, again, holy crap, like 2020, right? Yeah. We're living in a dystopia, man. Like, that's what it feels like. Um, Line and State is good. Post-American world. Also scary with the, the you know, the whole... Um, fall of, of the America as the superpower and Two Cities Trap again look if you didn't know what Two Cities Trap is look that up um, but yeah man like it, it Mustaine stuff gets more evergreen the worse things get right <laughs> and I'm just like wow man you were really ahead of things um, but yeah as far as like that's just lyrical content again but mm-hmm. as a as a musician return to great solos return to yeah. like catchy choruses and it sounds uh, like Megadeth it does, yeah. It's like, you know, you could just bang this on early, uh, mid-range Megadeth and it would fit in perfectly um, compared to some of the other stuff which would be a bit more um, out of place. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's good. Definitely, if you haven't listened to it and you're like, oh, Megadeth hasn't been good since, you know, Countdown to Extinction, check mm. this one out. You'll yeah, be no, there's, there's, right at home. There is peaks and troughs, you know, there really is. Yeah, in, in the the discography, the back catalog yeah. would say. Here's the thing. Okay, look. Before we go, you've missed MD45, right? I did. 
you should check it out. It's fun. It's a I've, fun I've heard it's very good. It's it's very fun. Fight hate is class. It's just a it's the first anti hate song, and you know Dave's always been really cool with that. Just not hate people for the sake of it. You know he only hates people that deserve it. Like you <laughs> know he built a career in hating Metallica. <laughs> so it's just like it's kind of funny. Um, the day that music died is is great. Uh, nothing actually really like nothing is something. I think that's great. I've never heard the original. I've only ever heard Dave doing vocals on it. And also I like My Town. I think that's fun too. Um, it, it, look as I'm saying is like if you like Megadeth and you want to hear something completely different. Check out MD45. Right. Well, that's what we will do. And uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy this, I have to say. Me too, man. It was uh, fun. You know, I know, like you said, we could do deep dives on stuff, but I, I like this kind of casual clicking through what we think of the things. And and what was interesting about this one was, as I said, I'm not a Megadeth fan. Mm. So it, was, it wasn't all totally uh, negative. You know, in fairness. Well, look, you know, it's the thing. It's just not everybody likes everything, you know, and, and that's just kind of it. But, like, yeah. I think when you pick a band, that means... And, again, like, some people love uh, Metallica. And no matter what they do, yeah, it's brilliant. And I think it's a couple of things because it's like, you know, certain bands get you at certain times and Absolutely. they have these certain connections. And that's something that can't just be like, oh, I don't like it because of this. It's like, all right, cool, but you experienced it in a different way. Yeah. And, you know, Megadeth are one of those bands for me where even their bad stuff has redeemable qualities depending on which album it is. Super Collider does not. That's <laughs> straight out does not, right? Even a crap but name I, for Yeah, it's, it's not good. But lazy. what I mean, very lazy. What I mean is like, you know, as a person, Megadeth formed a lot of my worldview as a musician and the way I approach songwriting, they formed a lot of how we do that. And even in general, just as someone I, I look up to, Dave Mustaine is like, yeah, man, you know, he died twice mm-hmm. <laughs> and he came back. It's just like, wow, you know, that's amazing. It's just, Dave is just cool. And also <laughs> as a person, as a person as well, I've, I've met him three times. Right. Once was not a good experience because someone, this is before he, he, tacked, he patched things up with uh, Metallica and he wasn't in a good mood. But then the other two times he was sound. So that's fine. I have one story before we go. Not now. I've never met the man, but uh, one of my old friends, Paul Shields, who was in, I was in chosen with, is mm. a diehard Megadeth fan. And let me try and remember now. I, I think, I think he was his friend was over in the states, and he was at a Megadeth show, and he got backstage, mm. and he gave Dave the phone and said, "Here, ring me, mate, and have a chat with him." <laughs> he didn't answer the phone. Ah, uh, that's so Dave left a message for him on his fucking phone. But here's the thing as well, right? Dave has always been really cool with his fans, which is why he's something that's actually pretty deadly. Because, like, even with the internet kind of stuff, he was like one of the first people to really have that online thing sussed. Mm. Um, but it's funny, like, I've seen I've seen Megadeth, I've seen Megadeth like 15 times, right? Oh, really? Um, yeah, I've seen them a lot of times. Wow, and uh, I do, I love Megadeth, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, as I said, yeah, but like I, I, one time I saw that he were playing Dublin and he's like, listen, I love you. I'm not going to sit here and, and talk. So here's a bunch of songs that he's like. That's what you want. And everyone's like, and everyone's like yeah, deadly. <laughs> instead yeah. of just saying bullshit, he's like, we're just going to play loads of songs. And it's like deadly. Like funny story before we go as well. I saw Megadeth. Um, my, I did my leave in 2007 and they released, uh, they, were doing, they were doing the United Abominations tour then. And I'm like, I did Irish paper. I think it was math, English and maths and Irish. And I was like, oh man, Megadeth's on Saturday. On Sunday, I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I'll go. And I went and then I got the flu and I passed out in the middle of maths paper too. And I finished, I finished the exam and I rang my mom. I was like, here, look, I have to go to the doctor. I ended up being on like 15 tablets almost like a day for the rest of the leaving series as a result of it. Totally worth it though. Totally worth it. Great show. Those kind of stories that, that stick with you. Yeah, great Absolutely. show. But man, Megadeth for me, they're like, if it wasn't for Megadeth, I wouldn't I wouldn't be the person I am today. I probably wouldn't be the musician I am today. And yeah. you know, as I said, when you're looking at the bands I've been in, you know, I I've been lucky to be in a bunch of them, but even if you look at Suffer, right? Like, you know, with her rent with uh, with AE, Jamie writes everything, if not Shannon. Um, and I just show up and play guitar or bass. But with uh, horrendous, like, yeah, if it's a political song, I've written it. Because Aaron doesn't really do that It's not his thing Well there you go And that's yeah. Well that makes sense then If we're talking about 
yeah. your you know your love for Dave and his lyrics and his content and that kind of stuff. Listen, we we're gonna we're gonna leave it there for tonight. Uh, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure as always to chat to you. Oh man, look, it was great. You know, as I said, I I loved the the interview you did with the lads. That was great. Um, I, I I love all the shows you do, man. I think there's no one else that does your kind of content. You know, I, I now I've joked with you that you're the you're the Chris Jericho podcast <laughs> of the metal scene, and I just think that you're you're great, dude. I you know as a, as a friend and as a fellow musician, it's cheers, great. But you know me, I just do it because I, I and I always say I love the bands. I love being able to chat to yourself or whoever it is and you swap stories you know it's that's all it is it's, that's it man road stories you know because that's all we can do now until we can play shows again right <laughs> yeah just, well talk about what it used to be like if all, all going well we're gonna have this thing up and running hopefully hopefully oh, we will yeah, we will yeah. um listen it's again thanks so much for today and uh, megadeth i haven't been won over by them but i still i do respect them Okay. What I will say, what I will say on that, and anyone who was like, oh, whatever, yeah, you, they're a band that you have to spend time with, mm. you know, and there are bands that you have to do that, and it's like, you know, it's it's even like you know black metal in general. Not everyone gets it at first, but you have to sit there and spend time with it. And the more you spend time with it, or certain things that hits in, you're like, well, for some people it's the lyrical content, for some people it's the musicianship, yeah. for some people it's the songwriting. There's more depth to them. They're they're the, they're the of all the big four, they're the deepest band. Slayer mm. are great. But the thing about Slayer is they, they did more than straight that forward. Thing. That's it. Yeah, exactly. They did that thing consistently for like 30 mm. years. Yeah. Megadeth were like, we're going to try and really kind of redefine certain things here. Metallica forgot who they were. Yeah. <laughs> they just forgot they were Metallica, you know, for like 20 years. And then they came back around. But <laughs> Megadeth always knew who they were. It's Dave yeah. Mustaine. Well, yeah. there you go. Um Dara, thank you so much for coming onto the court. I can't yeah, wait till anyway. we can actually do the court. As a you know, in the same room again, and that's what oh, I'm going for. Yeah, man, IRL. And last time it wasn't even on camera as well, which is no, I know. And this is the new, the new King Wells Court. It's great. I'm excited. Look at cool background. <laughs> you know, I, I try to come prepared, and like Carl just kicks my ass. I even so. have a, a copy of Space Crusade there. Oh man, see, he comes prepared. I was, I thought I was gonna look good, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, King Wells Court episode 17. Go check out Megadeth and, of course, Horrenda and Aborted Earth. And... Buy merch. Buy merch, buy things. And buy in all fairness, we, you know, we have a bunch of things coming up uh, with Aborted Earth. Um, there's three albums at some point. A different stage is coming out. Shannon knows more than I do. I just do tracks. Right? Cool. Well, maybe we'll have a chat with yourself and Shannon and the boys at some point. Oh, absolutely. And Horrenda have a lot coming up. But again, it's all in the works. I talk enough about Horrenda on this show. You do. We appreciate it. We do. We do. We do. <laughs> right. We're out of here. Take care. Yep. Thanks, dude. See you on.